Welcome to Teffel Waffle with Troy and Steve. Wait, no, I'm Troy, you're Steve. <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay. Okay. What, what's both of us? Okay. All right, so we're going to Teffel Waffle about technology. Technology is something that I try and avoid a lot in classroom. I, I want to start this by saying I'm nearly 50 years old. I've been teaching since 1980. Something. Something. And in those days, uh, even a photocopy was hard to find. And um, I learned a lot of my teaching by just doing stuff that didn't need technology. Uh, <laughs> technology. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not quite as old as you. I'm 40. Uh, but I, I do remember the horrible, scary transition from cassette tapes to CDs. That freaked me out quite a bit. <laughs> How do I, like, just skip a little bit back? No, it's on the wrong track now. I just want to rewind a little bit to play. Yeah, I remember that part. So, obviously, I'm not really into technology either in the classroom. I still have some cassette tapes. Yeah, I have some lying around as well. My house recently flooded, and I was unpacking a wet box and went, wow, language in use, beginner tests. (laughs) Yeah, it was on cassette. All right, now, I... The, in a strange way, not having technology helped me out a lot when I started teaching. It taught me both to be resourceful, um, but also not to rely on it working, to always have the alternative if, if the cassette player eats the cassette um, and later if the CD is scratched and etc. etc. So let's, can we start there? How do we work around not having technology. Well, well, let's actually start with the, the fact that nowadays with technology, teaching has become so much simpler. A student says to you, hey, teacher, what, what does boot mean? And you can really quickly Google uh, an image. And show them the picture. And show them the picture on your phone. That's really fast. Yeah, I actually do use that sometimes. Recently, we were playing a game. What was the game? A to Z, one of those A to Z games. And I knew that none of the students would be able to come up with a food that began with Q. It was food. We were doing food. But I know that KFC in Thailand has that egg tart. Well, they call it a tart. We wouldn't call it a tart in English. But something that's made from egg without a top and is a pie would be a quiche. So it was very easy to just have that picture ready on my phone. I didn't print it before class. Yeah. I, while they were playing the game, I got the picture of a quiche ready. Right. And one more, an upside down cake was the other one. Um, when I had, when I first got my iPad, I used to prepare a whole bunch of pictures that I needed for the class, and then just swipe through them as instead of having flashcards, the iPad. Okay. Now, it was great because it was fast and clear and they had great pictures and you could download anything. You A half-packed suitcase. That, I, could, I could never draw that. Yeah, uh, right. But I could get a half-packed suitcase. The problem was then, the flashcards are all on my iPad, so you can't give them out to the students and let them manipulate okay. them and play any games. And, you know. I also noticed quite a bit, especially when iPads started to become a, you know, a thing, uh, when watching teachers using the iPad, this is just when they were becoming a thing, as soon as the teacher whipped out the iPad, all the students went, ooh, an iPad. <laughs> and the teacher was, so what's this a picture of? Ooh, your iPad's so shiny. 
and it was a huge distraction yeah. every single time. It was a massive distraction. Yeah. Obviously, that's just a emerging technology problem, and the students, you know, you pull out an iPad now and nobody says a word. It's not a thing at all. Let, let's let's talk about another advantage of, of the technology. The students don't know a word in class. You can tell them, take out your phones, get your dictionary app, and they all have one. <sighs> no, they, they do have one, and they do use it. And, Listen. And they, they look it up in their bad translation dictionary and yeah. they get some random weird translation of it. Yeah, so and the word is set and they say, oh, it goes hard in the no, fridge no, and I, you go, no. I wouldn't even go for that. I mean, that's just, that's a dictionary problem, not a technology issue. Uh, just where, uh, how do you say that? And they, what is this thing? And of course, it, it never translates. There's always a mistranslation problem. Yeah. They they look it up and, and suddenly they're like, okay, and they are equating it. And we're getting into that whole like L1 in the classroom issue where the, the translation introduces as many problems as it helps you work around. All right, let's talk about another advantage. When you're planning now and you somebody gives you a topic like gardens for your lesson and you don't know what the hell to teach for gardens, you can very easily just Google... ESL worksheet, gardening equipment, and 25 things come up. 16 of them you have to pay for, but you, you can usually find something that... And of those remaining 10 to 8 that well, are left? Well, all of them are useless, but they give you an idea. Okay. They give you... They, yeah. So it's, it's, a, a, it's almost like an instant course book. Yeah. I, look, as a, a teacher trainer, uh, that's one of the things that I really dislike about technology. Because so many of our trainee teachers, new teachers, you say to them, okay, so your topic is gardens, and let's build a lesson around it. And three hours later, they're still Googling for random worksheets and things. And they could have made a lesson in 45 minutes. They could have made the lesson, made the worksheets, made an activity, all of that. And... The, the thing that I do love about technology is found the flashcards that can fit with their lesson on gardening. Now, in the old days, before uh, all this technology, we used to cut up magazines and have pictures of things. And then uh, I used to love that because, uh, let's just say we were talking about clothes, you'd have 25 pictures of people yep. with clothes on, preferably, and scatter them around the classroom and then get the students to describe and... And walk around and, yeah, and walk go. around. Who's the guy wearing the blue shirt? Yeah, I've chosen somebody with a green hat and the other the part. Yeah, there's funny. lots of things that you can do. And the students like touching the pictures. Yeah. And, um, now, you can print all that stuff now. You can. But I've, I've noticed this weird inclination that I certainly have, and I, it seems to be a trend with other teachers as well, where when they... In the old days, when we had this big picture file, and you did, you ended up with a picture file. You were... Going through Sometimes the airports, you'd, yeah, like you'd be going thing. through the airport, and there'd be the in-flight magazine, and you'd go, "Oh, wow, well, lots of big pictures!" And you'd end up taking the magazine into your staff room and cutting it up, and your picture file just expanded and expanded and expanded. I and ended up with two or three picture files. Yeah. Uh, I had tons of them. And every time you went to class, you had forty pictures of teachers yeah. because you just kept on collecting more and more pictures of teachers. When I print though, pictures of teachers. Yeah. I don't know why teachers are gardening, but you oh, can have right. pictures okay, of okay. teachers. Okay, okay, pictures of 
people things. wearing clothes, pictures of things, things. but you end up with 40 of them. No, but, but then the, kids, the students would keep some of them. They'd go, oh, teacher, can I have this picture? Because they'd like it. And you go, um, I had a picture once of a, it was, a, it was an advert for um, a, a company that planted trees and made paper. And they had a picture of a pretty girl wearing a suit, uh, you know, like a like business attractive, suit. attractive woman in a business suit, but with no head. This tree was coming out where her head would be, out of her neck. Okay. And I used to use the... I cut off the words, and the students used to try and guess what the, what it was about. And right. I kept losing that picture. The students would steal it. This, <laughs> my students would steal the picture. They loved that picture. I had a picture... I don't know where it came from. It was a picture of... It was just a pair of feet in the bottom of the picture. And the main, the body of the picture was a, a chicken in a plastic bag, a live chicken. So the head oh, poking out of the top okay. of the plastic bag yeah. and a pair of hands. And, and that was it. <laughs> so and it's that, somebody holding a, a chicken in a plastic bag. But, but you, you can't, can't see, see the person. Okay. You can just see their hand okay. and, and their feet. And that picture became the perfect way to teach uh, one of the types of past simple passive. So past simple passive for it when... Was caught by... Uh, yeah, but particularly for that one where the doer has no agency in the situation, oh, okay. not for the one that okay. I don't care who did it. The oh, this is all happening to me rather than uh, so the chicken uh, was doing, caught. It was well, I we end up building up this whole story. It was it was a cockfighting ring, and the chicken was rescued and but taken I mean, the point home. Is, the point is that you you came across these pictures in the magazine, and, and it was you, a random picture. Yeah, and you allowed yourself the freedom and scope to explore what you could do with it. This way around, you go, okay, I need a picture of, of a, and then you go of and Google chicken. that thing. Yeah, you you don't randomly come across a picture of a chicken in a plastic bag. No, but but now wait, you're still talking about the disadvantages of, of uh, <laughs> yeah. Is that your your goal today? No, uh, it's it's not my goal. I I in my personal life, I love tech. Technology. I like playing with it and tinkering and even pulling it apart and, and all of that stuff. I, I genuinely enjoy technology myself. It scares the crap out of me in the classroom. So I have the other... I, I hate technology. I mean, I have, but I have a lot of technological things. But I try and buy things that I know are going to break because I can't fix them. And I have to get something that's pretty Steve-proof because I'm good at breaking stuff. Um, and I love having technology in the classroom. But because I'm me, as soon as I try and use it in the classroom, except for an iPad, it breaks. Projector, look, I'm going to show you. Oh, okay, it's not working today. Or I've got a PowerPoint. Oh, okay, not. Hey, let's talk about PowerPoints. Have you ever used one in the classroom? Personally, uh, I've used them, but only in the place, only in place for whiteboard. So I was in a, a huge. Uh, I was oh, 150 sure. teachers in in the room with me, uh, and. I knew things that had to be written on the board for everyone to see. And so I painstakingly made this, like, I think it was eliciting sentences from them. And so I had to work out ahead of time. This is the order that I'll elicit the sentence in. It'll be this word, then that word, and then we'll fill in the blanks. And so the first page was just, whatever, rake. And then the... I clicked next on the PowerPoint and it became a rake and then it became whatever, okay. this is a rake, eventually by eliciting the sentence. So in that sense, it was technically a PowerPoint, but I wasn't using a PowerPoint presentation. Okay. I've, always, I've always watched teachers who, there, there's a company here in Thailand who sells their services to schools based on PowerPoint presentations. They don't yeah. sell the teachers, they sell the PowerPoint presentations. Okay. The teacher kind of goes along with the ride. Um, All right. And I've always had a problem with that because I think... The PowerPoint just 
classrooms, language classrooms are about interaction. Yes. And about uh, relationships and communication and, and dialogue. That's what it's about. And uh, the PowerPoint gets in the way of that. Everybody sits and looks at the screen. And, and the expects... teacher ends up reading off exactly what's on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the communication element is lost. And the, the, the minute a PowerPoint is on, people go into reception mode. Uh, and, yeah. and, and one day I was teaching a class at the Ministry of Education here. And um, the teacher, my co-teacher for the course was a Thai teacher, Dr. So-and-so, whatever you call it. And um, I said to the students one day, has Dr. whatever covered this? And one of the students said, oh, she's so good. She's such a good teacher. She uses PowerPoint. Um, and I I had to reevaluate my position on the PowerPoint because obviously the students in that particular course were taking PowerPoint very seriously. If it was on the PowerPoint, it was okay, it something was a thing. to learn. Um, so I've, I came up with a strategy of having PowerPoint that said, now tell your partner. Um, that was a PowerPoint slide. So they, okay. they'd all do it. But now the PowerPoint had told them to talk. So they were talking uh, and it worked really well. Uh, the students responded to that pretty well. I think the the PowerPoint thing, often, not always, it can say this teacher is prepared. This teacher has done their homework. And they've put in, their, put in time. This says this teacher has prepared. I'm sure we've all been in those PowerPoint things like where it's, yeah, this teacher is just is using the same PowerPoint they've been using for the last 20 years. But, but the message those. is still clear. They've come into class with something that's... Yeah, that's... And it's prepared and they, they put in some work. Um, now, I, when I... Actually, when I began teaching was kind of the, the PowerPoint era, where PowerPoint was... Ooh, PowerPoint. And a lot of the teachers really loved... The, the teachers who were into their technology, they loved their PowerPoint. They, they adored it. And I would sit in the class quite often, and this is as a, a new teacher. It was not that experienced. But I would often be in the classroom while the teacher's using their, their PowerPoint. And it, it felt like a dull meeting. Yeah. The teacher would click next and then they'd read what was on there. And but but in, in, with all due respect to that, I was, I was a new teacher in the era of photocopying machines. Okay. Um, photocopy, we, and our school had one. And um, I fell into the trap in those years of walking into class with 400,000 pieces of paper. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, I had to catch myself and go, well, I'm not actually utilising any of these resources properly because it was just too easy to photocopy lots of sheets and, um, and and allow the worksheets to teach my lesson for me rather than me actually running the class, that the worksheets were doing it. Um, and I think that whatever piece of technology you have, whether it's a photocopier or a PowerPoint or a, what's the modern thing? Um, playing a video. And it's pretty video pretty is common. All, yeah. Um, it's, it's an easy option out of actually dealing with the students and, and teaching the lesson. And um, I think that that's... And that's not any particular technology in, in general. That's a teacher allowing the technology to take over. Okay. In a way. I also note, and this is not just the new teacher problem. This is teachers in general. The huge time suck. It's just the teacher walks into the class and goes, okay, now I'm going to play a video and five minutes of faffing about. <laughs> yeah, but that's me. I, I'm it's like, not this, you, it's how does everyone. this projector work? Wait, why, why is this wire here? Oh, my computer can't connect to this. Does anybody know how to? Oh, screw it. And, and we've wasted seven minutes of the class. Now, I, I know the, the answer to this is you go ahead of time and you prepare. And sure, when I have any technology, whether it's a video or some audio, pretty much the only things I really use, video and audio, with those, I'm in class half an hour early. 
and I'm playing it over yeah, and over again. Yeah, there's two problems though. What, what if you, the students are in the class before you are, first of all. Yeah. And the sec- second thing is, okay, I go in and I prepare. So I've, I cue the video yep. on YouTube. And then when I come back, it's all gone into sleep mode. Yeah, absolutely. Including the projector. And then I can't reactivate it because <laughs> I don't know what I did to unactivate it in the first place. And you've got to reboot the whole thing and it's... It, it's you start bad. all over again. Well, there, there you go. That's back to the That's five my... minutes of lost time. Yeah. I, this is not a new thing. I, when I was a kid in school, there'd be those days where the teacher would throw in a video. And obviously it was a bit of busy work, uh, you know, Friday afternoon, whatever, uh, just put on a video. But it always happened. They'd wheel in the big TV, heavy TV cabinet, and they'd, they'd put in the VCR and they'd click play and it'd go war or grind nothing. And then the teacher would go off to the... Find the IT. Yeah, 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 and they'd wheel in the 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 AV guy, not the IT guy. But you talk about last five minutes. I remember in the old cassette tape days going, okay, now listen. No, 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 no. And it would be tape script 15. And I go, oh, wait, wait, I want tape script 14. And then you rewind... And yeah. you could, then tape strip twelve. Ah, and you have to. So you still lose your five minutes because. You, yeah, and this is, I'm not saying this. This is all technology, be it a cassette tape or a video or yeah. a, all of it. It's always that five minute of classroom time. Do the students time. mind though? Uh, you minded as a kid with your video. Yeah, I, I noticed. Mm. I definitely noticed. We all went. So uh, the answer uh, is uh, the answer is to have magazines cut out on a picture bank. Well, for look, I mean the. Technology that I was using, yes, photocopies were around, but getting photocopies out of a school is was never easy. And we did we did quite a lot of okay. I'm going to cut this thing up with paper. I'm going to get one copy of it, and then I have cut it up and glue it onto a piece of scrap paper, and then send off that photocopy with these three things on a page so I can cut them up. And and quite a lot of that, a lot of literal. Copying, copying and pasting. Yeah. Physically copying and pasting. But I like that. I it makes me feel a little teachery when I'm copy, <laughs> cutting pieces of paper and and slicing them up and repasting them. And uh, it must admit, it still makes me feel nostalgic. I still do that <laughs> occasionally. I grab something and I enlarge it and I slice it up and I. Okay, so um, what are the advantages to technology in the classroom? The students go ooh. Which is a distraction. Okay, next. Uh, it's fast, <laughs> except if you're. Looking for that, and it doesn't ex- work perfectly, and you spend five minutes adapting it. Anyway. Okay, um, it's freely available except for the ones that you have to pay. Okay, for. now that one I will say is an advantage. I love the fact that when I'm preparing a, a lesson and I've got to teach sarong, I can just Google image search, open print, I mean, literally, open it on my phone and print it from my phone to the colour printer and walk straight into class with the song. I love that. Another advantage is if you allow the students to use it, because some teachers don't, but I, I, if you allow the students to use the technology, it's it encourages or well, facilitates autonomy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the thing is that the students are pretty good with the stuff. They grew up with it. Yeah. So if you allow them to utilize the stuff, it's, it is distracting, sure, but they, they do use it very well. Um, and even little kids, you know, the, the, you, are, you show them something or you give them, you allow them to handle this equipment and it's really second nature to them. Now, uh, I was reading 
it was a bit of an op ed thing. It was a response to research about how we read. And uh, there was a... The argument was about how reading on technology-based things, be it your tablet or your laptop or anything, um, people read in much shorter stints rather than long form. Like when you read a novel, you read yeah. for a long time. And There's the, a whole book written on that by uh, uh, yeah. called The Shallow, Stephen Carr, I think. Yeah. His, argument, been, his argument is that technology is making our brains... Less uh, shorter attention span. Well, yeah, we're becoming more stupid, basically. Um, but the response to this, and it wasn't a researched response, but it was basically saying that when you're reading on technology, the opportunity for distraction is right there. So you don't end up just right. I'm going to use my tablet to take notes, and I have plenty of students who do this. They use their tablets to take notes, but. The next thing you know, a little notification pops up, and and Facebook they, and yeah, yeah, and even when they they're really diligent, they might put it on airplane mode, or they say they do. At least put it on silent anyway. Still, right there in front of them is the I can just press this button and and look at my seven open things. Yeah, you know, um, on on that note, I, when I was doing my PhD, one of the courses that the lecturer told us to bring our computers into class, and I had my computer open. And I realized halfway through the lesson, I wasn't listening to a single thing that was going on. I was, and I wasn't doing anything wrong, but I, I was paging up and down this and an e- email came in and um, it was terrible. Okay. I had yeah. to shut. I, I really, I couldn't concentrate, but that might be me because I'm an old guy and it's all exciting I, for me. I don't know that it is. Um, we recently had a, a student who liked to take notes on his laptop and his argument was a, a sound argument. I can type faster than I can write, so it's much better for my notes. I then have a copy of them that I can do, I can copy and paste and use for whatever I like. And it's more comfortable for me as a student. And I said that I don't like, personally, I don't like my students having a laptop or a tablet. He asked for my preference and I I gave him my preference. I still left it up to him. I didn't say "You, you can't use it. I said, I don't like them because they're distracting. You tend to not make very much eye contact at all. And sure, people still take notes, and that's an eye contact issue. But it seems to be much a much bigger one. And yeah, my, uh, my argument came true. I noticed him very, very often just getting distracted and looking at something. Uh, he actually didn't finish the course, if I remember. Yes, that's On right. Technicality, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think the I don't know if the not finishing the course on the laptop had uh, direct correlation. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um, now the the other side, I've used some technology for some very fun things. I was teaching class and very specifically on Australian English, uh, adult learners who are going to Australia to study. And so they're learning English, but they also need to become quite familiar with uh, a little bit of slang, but quite a lot of accent issues so they can understand Australian English speakers. And the access, just the ready access to Australian English, and in this case I chose podcasts, uh, something that partly because I'm scared of technology, something I could download ahead of time and bring into the, the class with them. But because there was so much of it, I then was able to say to them, okay, now each of you choose a, a different 
track from the podcast and take it away. And they had their own project with their own individual piece of audio. And without the technology, hunting down and finding yeah. that really natural okay. Australian English. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you a thing that I did in one of my classes with technology, which worked really great. These telephones have got recording. Oh, yes, functions. you're telling me about this. Yeah. yeah, and I had the students record a, a dialogue and yep. then I had to listen to their dialogue and analyze their pronunciation. Just for simple things, plural S's and that kind of stuff. And they loved it. They really, really loved it. And um, I would do that again anytime because that it was... It was a, like a group work or a peer it correction. Was a peer, yeah, it was a okay. self-assessment thing. And um, in the teacher training course, we get our, our teachers to film themselves uh, yeah. with their cameras. And they love that too, mostly. Uh, it's embarrassing, but, but uh, yeah, it's really good for like them. They yeah. keep it. So those kind of things, I, I think modern technology is really... Um, but this kind of group work thing, here's the thing, go away, listen to it or look at it or watch it. I think that's really one of the, the best things. Huge, that, yeah. yeah. Just the, the sheer access. Okay, in the young learners' classroom, um, I've seen the videos with songs. Yeah. The, the teachers can access all these songs on the internet and the kids love watching the little dancing dots and whatever it is. Uh, and that's something that... 20 years ago wasn't easily available you had to buy the yeah, CD and, and there wasn't set up your classroom for it yeah, and, yeah. 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 so all together access is nice um, the the ready availability before classes for me the fact that I can grab whatever I want and, and take it to class um, it's hugely distracting when it's used in the, in the classroom um, and that really is a, like an old fuddy-duddy argument I remember reading Something quite old. It was it was actually a critique of the audio lingual method, and they were using reel to reel tape players, and that it was an aside to the critique. But that was one of the things that they even mentioned then that this reel to reel tape player was quite distracting, and and sometimes it didn't work, and there was a waste of time. So that issue's obviously been around. I mean, forever. we could go back further than that. I was reading a thing uh, about written by a, prun- a principal about the. Nasty use of of um, chalkboards in the classroom and how it was distracting students from listening to the teacher because obviously in that school that each of the students had been given a little, a little slate, a little yeah. slate board. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could we could go all the way back to the Greek yeah. era here, um, but I think that technology all up then is just a new new challenge for teachers. I don't think it's new, as we've just mentioned. Well, it's I been mean, around forever. Okay, and yes. The, the digital age is a new technology, as a technology. Um, yeah, at least we're past the ooh factor of bringing out your iPad now, so that makes it a, a little less. And I'm, I must note that for, uh, for the new teachers, it is nice for them to know that, look, there's so much out there and it's so easy to quickly grab, but... Uh, I just noticed so many of them getting stuck on it for three hours. Well, they land up with 64 tabs open and then... Yeah. <laughs> and they're trying time. to figure out how to sign up for that thing so they can download it. And, <laughs> yeah. and how do I resize this and, picture to make and it... And what's my password for my email? I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit of that. All right, so um, the conclusion is Steve and Troy are both very, very old and we're scared of technology. And bad at it. Yeah, okay. Right, thanks guys. Thanks for listening. Tiffin Waffle is proudly brought to you by the non-stop wafflers, Troy and Steve. For any questions, comments, complaints or queries, you can email tiffinwaffle at gmail.com or visit www.tiffinwaffle.com.